Welcome to Classroom Crush, Poison Ivy era. Bitches, I got Poison Ivy all over my body. Let me tell you a story really quick before we get into this episode that I'm very excited about. First of all, if you're watching on the Patreon video, which you should be, I put on a full face for my guest, and that includes eyeshadow you can't see and red lip that needs lip liner. <sighs> Moving on. This past weekend, I, um, you know, I'm a family girl. I love my family, familia. I go with my mom and my grandma and fans of the, friend of the show know Patty. We go to Cape Cod because apparently my grandma's always wanted to go to Cape Cod. That's great. We're going on little bus tours in Martha's Vineyard. Awesome. I get off the bus. The bus driver says, watch out for the poison ivy. I say, noted. And when I tell you I stepped off of this bus and immediately touched a plant, and that one ended up being poison ivy. I'm going to say this feels like a rock bottom moment for me, but I'm here to tell the world that you need to look up right now what poison ivy looks like if you don't know. Because first of all, yes, when the guy says watch out for the poison ivy, I should not go and touch the poison, anything. I shouldn't touch anything right? But that's not me. I'm a tactile person. I don't think I'm stupid bitch. And I'm going to share my screen really quick because I just want to show you. Guess, do you know what poison ivy looks like? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, you're smart because it looks like a regular ass leaf. What is this? What is this? This looks like any leaf on any road, on any sidewalk in any town. And I like touching leaves. So I touched this beautiful, seductive plant. And I just need, and, and if, you're not, if you're not watching, I'm showing you a, a picture of the plant. And if you're not watching, you need to look up the plant and never do this. <sighs> Stop sharing my screen. I just really needed to get that out. Listen, guys, I really got, I'm gonna tell you the series of events. I got poison ivy, didn't know it. I then put on the pants that I had that I had been wearing when I touched the poison ivy. I put them on again because I was going to be an extra on Gossip Girl. <laughs> and I needed to see if I had black pants that they were asking to bring, which is crazy to me. And I don't know. I signed an NDA and am I, am I allowed to talk about this? I don't know. Anyways, I try these pants on before I'm realizing the next day it's really bad. It gets worse. I think I reinfected myself. And you may be thinking, Rebecca, you're being so dramatic. No, I have it all over my goddamn body. I had to go to the doctor. They put me on steroids because it is on more than one fourth of my body. And yes, it is on my face. It's on my forehead. It's on my chin. It's on my ear. It's all over. It's making me feel not sexy. It's making me only feel itchy. And I just want you guys to know that we're in our poison ivy era. I don't know what that means, but we'll find out. This is a lot of aggressive energy. I know you guys aren't used to it, but I feel really annoyed that I did this to myself. And also, I think I gave it to my boyfriend. I think he has it on his hand now. Can you believe that you could do this to someone you love? Who am I? Huh. Who am I? Who is this? Who is this guest? <laughs> Let's get into it. 
And I'm, I mean, I'm actually not going to be itchy on this episode because I am taking the steroids and they are working a lot. So I, I'm sort of having aggression from like two days ago or yesterday, you know, um, but I just felt I needed to tell the people my state. But right now we're on Classroom Crush and it is a podcast about childhood crushes and how they inform the way you view love and relationships and not plants that hurt you. Okay. Who do I have today? Oh my God. <laughs> this guest. I've actually wanted this guest for so long and I'm really happy to have this guest on. Funny, drag queen, comedian. What else? What, c- c- give me five words that you would describe yourself as. Sexy, cool, smart, um, hot. Sexy, sexy, cool, smart, awesome, epic, and all around just so tight hole. It's just the yes. tightest hole you've ever seen. And she's got the tightest hole of all damn time. It's Dairy Queen. <laughs> hello to the classroom and hello to the crushes. How are you today? We were just chatting about um, Survivor off mic, not to um, divulge. Um, but this yeah. is how we know that we're soul sisters. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> Uh, we've been through 42 seasons together and now we're here and now we're here and now we're on our own damn schedule and we're on our own damn show. Okay. What time is it? Got it. We're good. Okay. So first of all, to to start, what's your status right now? What's going on relationship wise? Uh, I have a boyfriend. Ah! Um, Yes. We started dating around Valentine's day. We made it official like of this year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, so it's very ah! new. He's a little sweetie. He's cute. really cute. It's really sweet. Yeah, he's a good boy. I love that. Um, how do you meet? Uh, Tinder. Love it. You, know, you see, I sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. I, my, my last relationship was from Tinder, and the relationship before that was kind of from Tinder as well. I love that for you. And when it works for you, it works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, stop trying. Go somewhere else. <laughs> it, out of your, like history of like knowing people through the podcast and just in the world like i since i i've never been someone that's been like against tinder like mm-hmm. are, are, do, are people like avid avidly against it these days i don't think they're avidly against it i think they're against it if it hasn't worked for them like or if it's like you've been this has been the outlet to look you know and it's not producing which yeah i mean same for me it was not the vibe you know and i think it works for some people it works and it and it doesn't for some others and that's okay I guess it only works for absolute photogenic people. And absolute stunners. Not photogenic. You got to go to a bar, babe. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I love it. Um, but before you were dating this sweetie, you yeah. weren't because you were a child. And, so and we're going to so talk about it. That's just so true. How did you um, grow up in a love space? Were you a lovey, lovey child? It's It's wild because I like... Looking back, like, should we go? Should we go deep today? Should yes, deep? please. Okay. I put on a damn red lipstick. We must go deep. Oh, come on, I didn't put on any makeup, so it's perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, and for the listeners at home that aren't watching, I have about four pounds of makeup on my face right a now. So. Full face. Um. Yeah, I grew up very like. I had a lot of crushes, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I was like. I identify as queer now and I went through a, a big journey. Like I was like, okay, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm questioning. Okay. I'm bisexual. Okay. I'm gay. Okay. I'm back to being bisexual. Okay. I'm pansexual. Okay. I'm queer. So like, that's where I've landed. It's been like a very long little roller coaster journey. Been a wooden roller coaster. You know, one of those rickety crickety ones. Oh, I know exactly. If you're, if, if I got any South Florida's in the chat, y'all know boomers. 
Y'all, and, and, and hold uh, for applause for boomers. Great East rickety. Coasters, East Coasters in the chat. We got Hershey Park. We got the Wildcats. Ooh, okay. so, crazy and sweet. <laughs> uh, so I was very like, um, like I had crushes, but like, I think I was like forcing myself to have crushes. Mm-hmm. And like, I, uh, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't come naturally to me. Was it like um, crush assimilation, you know? Maybe, but like when I did have a crush on someone, like it, it was like real. Like I, I, it felt very real. And then I had my first girlfriend in high school, and I was like, oh, like this is like love, you know? Yeah. Like, because uh, we dated up until college. But okay. Like, it's very bizarre. Like my crushes, like were always kind of on like the kind of like masculine boys who like played. Sp- oh, no, sorry, masculine girls who played mm, sport. Okay. And, like, looking back on it, it's like yeah, like that's. <laughs> exactly what I'm into. Right. So. Right. Um, so are, today, are we going to talk about a collection? Do we have one we want to talk about? Where should I start? I mean, there is one that like is very formative it's for the me. Big one. Okay. Um, and like, it's wild, like thinking the circumstances around it because like, her, I'll say her name. Her name is Christine. I okay. mean, she knows this. I'm sure at this point, Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. I'll send you this, send you the link. <laughs> She's great. Like, I, I love her so much. She, like, growing up, we were always in the same school. Like, we were always in the same class. Her mom was my religious ed teacher. Like, mm, she was just, like, Religious ed. Where are you growing up? Uh, I grew up in, like, the suburbs of Baltimore. Okay, okay. Oh, very, uh, like, rural Maryland. Okay. But very, also very rich Maryland. Like, I grew up, like, in between Baltimore and D.C., so it was, like, rich ass people who work in Washington DC right. pretending to be like country people. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Cause I'm like, you just spent like a hundred dollars on like this Nike camo and then you drive like a tractor to school, but you're going home to your like giant ass like mansion. It's so stupid. Fooling nobody. <laughs> and meanwhile, it's like me and my family, like my dad, like I grew up on a horse farm. Like I am the rural kid, but I don't want to be okay, the rural horse. Kid. Okay, horse girls and boys reunite. <laughs> we- well, I wasn't really a horse kid. My okay. sister rode horses, but like I was kind of always like that kid that was like walking around the farm, like kicking dust, being like, I got to get out of this one way street. Um, <laughs> like, okay, it's always something bigger for me. Yes. <laughs> and was, I mean, I look was, at you now Chicago I mean, star <laughs> and worldwide. There's no horses to be found here except for in a bottle of glue. And that's. <laughs> is the science behind uh, glue, by the way. Yeah, did you know? That's gross. We're such a fucked up place. You know what I mean? Everything's so crazy. Okay, question. So in this, in, in, in the roller coaster, the rickety boomers or Hershey's or Wildcats um, ride, are those sort of like identity shifts? Are they being catalysts by like an external crush thing or just like internal rumblings? It's very, like, I genuinely, like, I think, like, deep, deep down, I was always, like, questioning my sexuality, but, like, I didn't understand it. Like, mm-hmm. I I was a very, I don't, I don't want to say sheltered, but, like, I was not, like, this, I was very, like, reserved. And, okay. Okay. That's, Emergency. That's We're not allowed to be reserved no uh, more. I mean, the earth is on fire. The fire department's and, going to go save the earth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it was just very like I, I didn't like put myself out there a lot. So mm-hmm. I like So were you like my, shy? 
kind of like I was very introverted but like in an extroverted way like a, a performative extrovert you know mm. like I was very like popular in high school because everyone wanted to like be around me because I was like nice and fun but like I wasn't like the kind of kid that people like invited out to things you know right oh so, god I relate to that I do like I was like homecoming king prom king and student of the year at my <laughs> school like my, my senior year but like didn't go to like one party you know what I think that that is I don't know I'm like I I've I've thought about that kind of thing before and I wonder if it's this thing of like people assume that you are you've got it all together you've got all the friends you've got all the invites whatever that then nobody does it because there's this this is a thing that happens to so many people including myself that are um obviously amazing you know and yeah, I'm like yeah. so there's a so so what is the deal you know I don't I mean looking back on it I'm like damn I was a fucking loser like I was <laughs> fucking weird and I was a loser so I understand it now but back then I was like oh shucks you know? oh no yeah. and, like, and like I mean it didn't really affect me in a major way but it was just always like I was like my like for example I was so sheltered that like my first high school girlfriend I dated my entire freshman year. She was so sweet. Her name's Erica. We still like talk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. She like, we dated for like nine months and I just never kissed her. Cause I was just like, so like, I don't even know, nervous or like, I just didn't know how to do it. I just mm-hmm. don't, I just didn't know. Was like, sexuality so, just scary to you in general? Cause you had lingering questions or. I don't know, it was like, there was never a moment where I was like, Oh, this is fake. Like Erica's my beard. I wish I was with a boy. It was right. just very like, oh, this is what I should be doing. Here's like a cute girl. I'm gonna date her. Oh, she's so sweet. She's fun to hang out with. Like da 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 da. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's not like um uh, a motivation besides like, well, this is what we're supposed to be doing, right? Dating yeah, people right. who like us and are nice to us. You know. Yeah. So so. Chris- it, I don't know. But Christine in high school was the big formative one. No, Christine was like. Oh, not high school. Elementary school. Like oh, elementary school. Classroom, classroom. Crush. Okay, let's get in the classroom. Okay, ring, ring. We're running late. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, she, she, yeah, she was like my first like real crush. Like okay. I just thought she was so cute and like she was like so nice. And there's something about her. She was just like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, she was just a good friend, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, wait a second this I all my friends were girls like all my best friends were girls I have a twin sister so like my like Mm. and she's my only sibling so like we I grew up like being like a boy's girl you know yeah yeah boy's girl boy's girl you know Uh, that's my new drag name boy's girl I like it uh so it's just like but for the first time with her for whatever reason I was ever reason I was like oh what the hell what was was that I don't know it was never anything like more than just like being like, oh, I would like to like h- hug her and hold her hand, <laughs> you know. What was she? What was she like? What was her personality like? Very sweet, very nice, very funny, mm-hmm. like very very funny. Um, she she wasn't like a class clown by any means, but like she was just like kind of like a theater kid energy that didn't do theater. Oh, that's above, yeah, that's fun. You know? Like above that, she was above that. Yeah. So. Um, no, she was really like, just like the word, the first word that comes to mind is like sweet. Like she's just like a sweetheart. Yeah. You know? Um, do you feel like you were, this sounds like 
drama. But like, do you feel like you were seeking sweetness in your life? Like as a, as a young person? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I lived a very uncomplicated life. Like mm. I, my home life, I mean, my parents worked their ass off because they are first generation from Ireland. So they had like no support. So they had worked their like ass off yeah. on a horse farm. And so like I had a very normal childhood, mm-hmm. but then again, like my childhood wasn't very like, and this is going to sound bad, but it's just the way uh, people from Ireland and the UK are like, wasn't very like loving, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not like overly like affectionate oh my gosh, I love you I love you I love you like oh you're the best I snuggle all night it's not like that you know but like yeah. I mean obviously like still like the best childhood so like maybe that stems from it too I don't know but mm. oh wild how long did this um crush go and what did you did you like conceptualize it like this is a crush you knew yeah for sure like it was very like this is a wild story but like I guess people, I mean, maybe it was like fourth or fifth grade. Mm. I don't know. Like, I guess people knew that I had a crush on her. I don't know. I don't think I told anybody. I, mm. Maybe it was just the way I was acting. I don't know. People just end up finding out at the, yeah. <laughs> in, the in that stage just, of life. I'll read my absolute diary. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> I, it was like a Friday night and I was like at home doing nothing because I was a little fourth, fifth grader idiot. Mm-hmm. And I get a phone call and it's from Christine. And I was like, I was not the kind of kid that would like talk on the phone for hours. Like that wasn't very like culture for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, phone call. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> Exciting. So I take the phone call and she goes, Derry, it's Christine. My real name is Derry too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she's not calling me my drag name. Uh, Derry, it's Christine. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And she's like, I could tell like in her the way she's speaking, she's either holding back tears or laughter. And I couldn't tell what it was. Oh my and God. she goes, I just need you to know that I like you. Like, I really like you. And then hangs up. This is like so, scaring me. Oh, clearly, clearly like it was like a dare or something from like, yeah. uh, like sleepover. But I was like, for some reason that just like, hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was mm. like, I didn't process it. I mean, I don't even think it was a prank. And even if it was a prank, like I don't take it as like a bullying thing. Like it wasn't bullying to me. Were you like, like you considered yourselves friends? No, yeah, we were really good yeah, friends. Really, like, okay. and we like, like, uh, her, like I said, like her mom was my religious ed teacher. Like I knew her family really well, like right. all the stuff. And like, I knew her siblings and we like hung out. Cause my, she'd like have play dates with my sister and we would all hang out. Mm. And so I remember just like bursting into tears and like talking to my mom about it. And my mom being like, no, I said to her, like, this just happened. Like Christine called me and said that she liked me. And my mom was like, that's a good thing, isn't it? And I was like, no, I I was like, I just want to be her friend. Like, I just want to be her friend. Interesting. Like, Like subconsciously, I think like it all, like if this was a real thing, like it hitting me, like, what the hell? Like this mm. is somebody that you could possibly like, quote unquote, ha- like be your girlfriend. Like yeah. freaked me out. And then my mom was like, "Well, like in a couple of years, like all of those girls are gonna have crushes on you, and everyone's gonna want to date you." And I'm like, "But yeah. I don't want that. I just want to be everyone's friend." Interesting. Which, like, yeah. Looking back on it, it's very, very queer coded. Just right. being like, 
I, I, I don't know my sexuality. Why are people attacking me like that? Yeah, don't ask me to answer a question I can't answer right now. Right. Like, it was wild. That stuck with me. And I, I don't even know if Christina remembers that, but like it has stuck with me ever since because it's like such a like big memory for me for like, oh, that's like a first time I guess I was like questioning things, you know, mm-hmm. about like who I am attracted to. Do you think that you like, um, did you, do you think that's, you knew that that's why you reacted that way? No. So viscerally? No, not at that time. And yeah. I didn't realize until like, I like questioned my sexuality in college. And I was like, Oh, let me think back in my life. Mm. What are some instances? Oh, that, that, you know what I mean? Like, so what, what happened at, for, well, first of all, I just have to say, MTV's pranked, punked, yeah, did I, something MTV, to our I, culture, to us of a certain age, yes, of the I prank phone sure. call, and 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 in the middle school years where the people are so mean, so mean, yeah. and they're calling and they're doing pranks on each other in school or you know from school, and a lot of like potential trauma has come from that, and I and I will have to blame Ashton Kutcher. Say his name. Say his name, Ashton Kutcher. Thank you. Thank you. Cancelado. Just kidding. So cute still, you know. know, Ashton Kutcher does a lot for um, human trafficking. He does? He's like, like, if I remember, I'm pretty sure, I might be saying this wrong. Like, it might be somebody else, but I'm almost positive. Like, he's gone to, like, Congress and, like, spoke before Congress about, like, human trafficking. Interesting. I love when celebrities have a platform that they care about. Right. And they're like just doing it and not being like me, 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 you know, right, very me, when I get famous, I'm going to be like me, me, me all the time. No, I'm just what, What's your, what's your, um, uh, My uh things to, uh, to fix. Well, you know, the police <laughs> and, oh, and, we'll, and we'll see my shirt, you oh, know, I want them away. Get them Thank away. I, I, I decided, or I was thinking about like, I'm, I'm really trying to do like acting shit right now. Also, I quit my yeah. job, you know, also just like more, more perspective on what's going on is poison ivy, no job, you know, swollen ankles. That's a girl. That's a girl. Like, and I, well, you know, and, and that, and <laughs> I'll just say I quit my customer service job to play a customer service person. <laughs> and I was like, this feels low, but <laughs> I think, um, I, I did pull multiple tarot cards yesterday. Um, which is a thing. Cause right now I'm like, I'll try anything, girl. I will go on co-star. I'll do all You know, I'm looking for anything. And all of them did say that I was going to become financially, um, successful and career. Like all of them said good things. And I'm like, Okay, well, if four cards say that and it doesn't come true, I'm calling the tarot um, league. <laughs> I don't know what that is. On but, the wizards of tarot. Yeah, wizards of tarot. Please answer for your sins. Anyways, <laughs> um, oh my God, I'm just realizing um, your, <laughs> your heart out is 710 and I'm just like, and I remembered our time difference. <laughs> Oh, I'm yes. literally yeah. stupid. Okay, that's fine. Um, I just another instant, and, and right now we're just accepting when we're stupid, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so post prank, yes. what do you do? Like, do you acknowledge it? You know, I I never acknowledged it. And I mm-hmm. don't think she ever did either, if I remember correctly. I think it was maybe it was that a little all... true. 
Because maybe yeah, it was I, true, you know? Just- I, I don't know. I never, I it was like, I was too scared. I was such a shy kid. Mm-hmm. Like, and I still am. I have a very hard time with confrontation even now at 27. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't even imagine me going back, back in the day being like, hello, Christine. Was that a true phone call? Oh, okay. <laughs> And now my absolute house is on fire. That's where the fire. <laughs> They're coming for. to save you. It's yeah. just this podcast is is too fuego. Oh, by the way, your <laughs> absolute listeners are leaving a hundred percent five star reviews. So many five star reviews. The a- Apple Podcast cannot even handle it. <laughs> yeah, exploded. By the way, yeah, we did it. We destroyed podcasting, and now what? <laughs> now what? No, a lot of white men are scared. Lots They're of white men are terrified. Scared. Yep. They took this platform from me. I'll say it. Even they'll say that they started it, but it was supposed to be for me. Absolutely. And they took it. Conan O'Brien. I think he's so yeah. hot. I can't even say a bad word about him. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm you, like, mate. you probably have some cousins that I would be like, hello. <laughs> now, that, now that's that's. Correct. That's correct. Literally, my friend Jacqueline Barker, she's been on the show before. She was like my close friend in Chicago. There were some moments where I was like, brother, though, because <laughs> she's she's very, very much Irish as well. Yeah. Um, I like the the you know, I like it. I like the skin. I like the 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 I love a ginger. You know, I'm a Ron Weasley bitch. Um, oh, are you? Yeah, I'm a huge Ron Weasley bitch. But, you know. Sometimes that's not what you need because I'm definitely not dating that currently. I'm definitely dating a Colombian Puerto Rican and <laughs> it's better. It's be- I'm like, hmm, maybe after so many years of trying to date white boys who won't date me. Um, interesting <laughs> that I would fall in love and this would be the one person I can be myself with. You know what I mean? Like I like statistically, I cannot imagine any ginger cisgendered man having a big dick. I just can't <laughs> imagine it. Am I wrong? Um, I'm trying to think who I think might have a you big know, dick. You know the actor who plays Ron Weasley, whatever. I forget his name. Rupert Grant, put respect on his name. Okay, thank you. Say his name. I. <laughs> there's no way his cock is big. There's no way. I mean, I'm not going to say big. I'm going to say, I'm going to say average. You know, I'm going to say average. Okay. And for some people, that's that's great. You know, um, depends what you got go- going on, going going on, um, tightest hole or, or what? <laughs> What's the one? You know who has um, big dick energy? Remember that big dick energy, King Cruel. He's a he's a ginger white guy. He could maybe have a big dick. You know, King, King Cruel. He sings like this. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> He sings like I'm a British guy, oh, and he doesn't sound like how he sings. This um, is yeah. He his name's Archie. Literally, you can't you can't get more typical. Oh, he doesn't do it for me. He, he doesn't. doesn't do I'm crazy. It's okay. I I but I love all all types. I do. I mean, that's the thing. I I I think everyone is horny. You know, I'm horny oh. for a lot. Of people, Every single, and, I, and I wish you would say it. Every single person is horny. Every single person's horny, except for people who aren't. Except for the people who aren't. Yeah, it's easy, guys. Figure it out. So, Christine, do you like like post post call? Do you feel like your interactions with her are different, or you just like took that feeling, put it somewhere else, and be like, I can't deal with that right now. I don't know what it means. I, I really don't think they changed. And I feel like I still had a crush on her. And I like, I remember like that was probably fourth or fifth grade. 
And I remember in middle school, like, I haven't even thought about this in a while. Like, love it. I was texting her on my little, like, T9 phone or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. I was working with at the time. And, like, I, like, texted her, like, do you like me or something stupid Do like you that. like me? Do you want to date me? Do you like me? And I remember, like, my dad being like, Jerry, come on, we have to cut some logs. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, like, put my phone down. And the whole time I was cutting these damn logs, I was thinking, when I get inside, I'm going to have the biggest answer of my life when I get inside. I can't believe that you were pulled away to cut some logs. Sounds fake, and I love it. Oh, what if I what if I was lying? I didn't grow up on a horse farm. Christine's not even real. What if I was lying the entire time? There would be, no way. I mean, I would be absolutely impressed. I'm just, <laughs> I'm absolutely dying thinking of just like a little boy just chopping logs. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, I just had to hold the log and I put it in my place, and my dad would chop it. And every once in a while, I would chop it. You know, that's so funny. So when I got inside, and I I don't remember the answer, but it definitely wasn't a yes. Mm. Uh, all I remember it was something along the sort of like, oh, I'm just not interested or something. Um, I just don't want to ruin our friendship. Also, I, I wasn't, yeah, very that. And I wasn't dating material, I don't think, at the time. I was just like a dweeby little boy. like Right. Well, no one is at that point, really. There, there were like the hot boys, you know, who people were like trying to like date. All they were, the there time. were hot boys, but were they dating material, you know? Were they taking, what does that even mean when you're that young? You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. Um, I wonder if you don't want, to, if the goal, right, is not to do the dating, but the crush remains, how does that crush feel, you know? Like, yeah. is there any sort of like, um, what, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Are you, are you fantasizing in any way about her in, in, in amidst the crush or is it just like a, a desire to be close to her? I think it was just that. I think it was just like a desire because like I, like genuinely, like I as a kid, like was never like, I wasn't like this horny little kid. I wasn't like, I want to, I'm like thinking about making out with this person. Mm-hmm. Like I was never like that. I was always just like, oh, I kind of just like want to like be really close to this person. Like call them my girlfriend. It was never like yeah uh, anything more than that. I just wanted to like have that security, I guess. Interesting. So you're not being horny in the streets today? No, I mean today. We, what did we just confirm? Everybody's horny except when they're not. <laughs> and for the, the listeners at home, I, I I'm stuck in the absolute cock right now. Uh, it's, she's cucking, uh, cucking, <laughs> sucking King Cruel's ginger dingling. Ding absolutely. Absolutely, bring back dingling. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Um, I I wonder what that is, though, the desire to be close, you know, um, like in like, not a uh, sexual way. Right. I think it was like deep, deep, like the roots of who I am being mm-hmm. like, I know this isn't who I am, mm-hmm. like, you know, and like, but then like when... I did start, I mean, this might be TMI or whatever, but like when I did start dating a girl, like mm-hmm. a cisgender girl, like in high school, like other than my freshman year girlfriend, mm-hmm. like when we did like when thing, I was like, oh, I actually am interested in the sound. I'm like gone through puberty and like, I'm like an actual man. Okay. Right. Uh, thank you. Uh, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, why was I like so afraid? Like, this is great. You know? Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, like my confusion of being like in college and then like I saw 
the reason I like question my sexuality is because like I like walked into a room and I saw this guy and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just like, okay, that's the hottest person I've ever seen in my entire life, right? Describe head to toe. I don't want to because (laughs) I I just don't want to getting back to that person. Okay. Because we ended up being friends. Okay, okay, okay. So just really hot. Really, really, really hot. And I was like, this is so confusing. Like I have a crush on this guy now, but I like girls, but deep down, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so then like when I, my girlfriend and I at the time end up breaking up, like my freshman or sophomore year of college, I was like, all right, I'm an absolute gay man, by the way. I like, <laughs> and I like asshole, that's it. But I'm like, but what about everything in the past? Like, that's all true. Mm. And so then, like sort of this journey of like realization, which is just crazy. So like, my as a child, I was very like didn't even want to explore that until like it was, didn't it wasn't second nature to me. Right. I was like forcing myself to kind of, which is wild. Well, it's funny. I was just thinking like about the desire to be close to Christine. I don't think that I don't I don't necessarily think or know that this is the same thing, but it was reminding me of my last episode I did with my friend Osh. Um, they were talking about um how they would have this vision of the future and they would see like a woman and a dog and they like, they uh. wouldn't be there and the woman didn't really have a face. And it was like, they assumed for a long time, like, well, that's my wife. That's my future, whatever. And then they were talking about how later in life now realizing that like, maybe that had more to do with like their trans identity, just like uh. the idea of a woman, you know, like, a um, woman yeah. Right. And I wonder, you know, like there is um, like with with sexuality and whatever and gender and whatever, like it is very easy to conflate feelings of just like of like love and 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 a desire to be close and, and like an intimacy. Um, it's really, really easy to conflate those with like having to be sexual in nature because of like how, especially like if you're a guy and she's a girl, you know, heteronormative culture is going to be like, well, you have to sex her up or whatever, or want to do that. Um, when maybe it was just an intimacy that you felt like a closeness in that, in that friendship that you're like, oh, I want more more, more of that. Like, I don't necessarily want to do a kiss, but <laughs> I want to do a damn kiss. I don't want to <laughs> damn talk. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I also think like those like, like, oh, hug and hold of hand, you know, that's like actually the horniest of them all oh absolutely absolutely. we love that i mean where when are you um how how are you feeling um when you're becoming a sexual person and what kind do you have like a similar type of girl that like earlier on you were um gravitating towards i mean it was always like the girl with a little bit of masculinity in them right right I'm not talking like a like butch girl, like you know, but like it was always someone who like wasn't like the most femme. Yeah, and I I really like 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 that. I was like some and I, back in the day, I was like, I don't what the hell, what is this about me? I'm crazy, but it was I'm like so crazy like this. Yeah, I was like whenever I was on a sports team, I was like always like falling for like 
uh, a friend who was a tennis player or like mm. a friend on a softball team or mm. like it was never like we're talking um, Blake Lively, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. One of the hottest things that's ever happened in the okay. whole culture. I'm, I'm, I'm talking Kira Knightley and bend them to back, bend them to like Becca. Listen, I mean, and for me, I think I've mentioned this before, but watching that movie, just the, it, even though that they, even though they weren't like, you know, obviously it's very queer um, vibes, but just the idea of the mom thinking that they were lesbian and me yes. being like them kissing. Yeah. So horny. Dude, <laughs> I still like, that my sister loved that movie so and good. I didn't realize it growing up. Like looking, I saw a picture of Kira Knightley at, in that movie recently. And I was like, that probably did some things to me growing up. Yeah. What do you think? Like a very like, Oh, like this is like somebody that like, I 100% have a crush on. Like this is like this identity, short, short blonde hair, like mm-hmm. athletic, like mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know something about it. I was just like, and like my other big crush was Anna Sophia Robb, who was like because of when Dixie, mm-hmm. uh, like very wow. like you didn't have like a big like femme energy either, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, so I don't well, know. But I, I guess like, so. My question is, yeah, like so the obvious connection, right? Is like, oh, I like less femme girls because I also like boys, right? But do you think like you did just genuinely? like that type of woman or do you think that's what that was saying no i think it was i like that type of woman because i still yeah. do today like it took yeah. me a long time to get to that realization but like i would want to hunt and i have I'm, I'm i mean i haven't dated but i've had relations right like like my thing is like now like i would date literally anybody except for like a like ex- high femme presenting cisgendered woman like interesting like, anybody else is like fair game and it's nothing against like right that's just um, not it's just like how do you feel about um or i guess uh through the years how did you feel about your own masculinity and or femininity all in quotes because what does anything mean right exactly exactly and that's like it's all like slope right right yeah it was very like i always like did it change who I was I was always like a feminine person mm-hmm. and I know for a fact people growing up always like oh Darius gay Darius gay I never got bullied for it like I'm sure I did behind closed doors but like mm-hmm. people were probably saying that about me before I even knew what it was and right. like I, but I, I was always the kind of kid that never changed I never tried to like butch myself up mm-hmm. so like but you did date What's up? But you did date like in high school and what was that like? But I didn't like, I really didn't change. I was, not, I wasn't like a like, hey sis, like <laughs> yeah, gay little boy. But like, I was definitely like more effeminate. Like I was a theater kid, you know, like I mm-hmm. uh, really liked like that kind of like, like cults of like being like a performer right. who's like funny and like, you're just in uh, the misfit artsy crew. Yeah. And like, I play like, Where everyone's for- a little gay. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's, you know, just thinking a little bit about gay porn all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, but like, I did play some sports, but they all were like, not very masculine sports. I played, like tennis, cross country, track, Cute. like, it was individual sports that don't require touching other people. Right. So I could yeah, have seen myself having a crush on you in high school. <laughs> I just was you know? you, like, like genuinely though, like mm. it's, 
it's wild. Okay, we're kind of in love with each other. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, it's, so so, but when you're um getting into these little relations, like, are you is it is it being kissing and 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 all of the stuff in like high school? I mean, my my um serious high school girlfriend, yeah, like mm-hmm. everything, like mm-hmm. everything. My freshman year girlfriends, nothing, the opposite. Interesting. <laughs> what even hold hands? I remember. I, t- I our first like date date like we dated in school or whatever but our first like actual date we went to go see marley and me oh god <laughs> i know i know we both are like big dog people and so it was obviously like the most depressing movie of all time because spoiler alert marley fucking dies dead okay? in dead. the ground <laughs> over burned into glue transcended okay? now and, uh, the the girl i was dating was like bawling crying and i was like thinking the whole time like this is my chance this is my chance to hold her hand or kiss her or something like comfort her but i just could not do it for whatever reason and then the car ride home her mom drove us home she was so mad (laughs) because she was like this is the chance for me to have my first kiss or something and i just didn't do it It that was me at the old dashboard confessional concert with rodan and our hands they grazed they touched swaying to the music of dashboard confessional i said tonight we're gonna kiss and it didn't happen and when you have the idea that it's yep. gonna happen it's so crushing even though it was a reality that was never true never, never <laughs> why didn't you kiss and comfort her do you think no i was just so genuinely nervous like i i just didn't know how to do it like i i was mm-hmm. like i guess it was like this like i don't know what's the word like I was just not confident in myself. Like at that time I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I shouldn't have a girlfriend. She was so like, she's so cute. Like she still is like gorgeous mm-hmm. and like very out of my league. Like I'm sure like back then and probably still now <laughs> um, she's like engaged. I think now like good for her, but okay, fine. Well, we're doing but, podcasts. <laughs> so think about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Think about that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just like couldn't, bring myself up to do it. I don't know why. Maybe I was too focused on Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston and Marlene. It's very possible. It's quite distracting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, how were you, you were, so you were feeling um, maybe a little, when do you feel like you get into your confidence and why? I don't or, know. Like, I feel like. Was I it that did. instance that you just didn't feel confident in? No, it was like my entire life and it still is, but like, mm-hmm. When I when I realized like the the girl that I started dating at the end of high school like um, when I realized that like she liked me and I liked her I was like oh like this is real you know mm-hmm. like this is like definitely a confidence booster because I was always like oh I don't there's no no one's gonna like me like I'm just like this like weird like mm. theater even though you're like popular kind of yeah but like I never saw myself as like and no one did no one no one had a crush on me no one was like I, you know, like, do you think it's because like, you didn't see yourself like as a sexual being yet? Yeah, probably not. But like, I just didn't carry myself that way. I was like mm-hmm. the class clown, like kind of like goofball, like, but like still like respectful. It was like, I was like the funny kid that was like a respectful class clown. Like I like didn't want to take time away from the teachers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. I really do. It was just like, I don't think anybody saw me that way. Cause I was like, I wasn't like, I mean, I, I'm very confident in saying, like, I wasn't, like, the most attractive person. I still am not. Like, I, I'm, like, 
cute or whatever, but like I'm not like someone's first choice back then. So That's silly. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I know, to, like, I know, but we never. But also, I'm just like for that. I'm like we are. We absolutely, truly never know. You know. Yeah. We don't know how, what anyone thinks or thought or whatever until yeah. we ask them on podcasts, you know? Yeah. Every single one of the people that went to my high school in a breakout room. Would bring Rate me on a scale of one to ten. Absolutely. They all say three. Okay, I killed myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so is there, besides like, um, okay, I guess like, I don't know, typical question, but like, Besides the vibe of sort of like mask women, whatever, like what um, is there a through line of things that you find yourself attracted to in general? Um, and now? do you think those things started from then? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I like a very confident person. I like I live a crazy life. Like mm -hmm. I work a nine to five. That's very demanding. Mm -hmm. And um then I am a performer, a comedian, and a drag queen. So it's like, it's I I I've, I've dated three people since being a performer yeah. in Chicago. Okay, and like, it takes a very certain person to be able to date a drag queen. Yeah, I'm not like at least I tell myself this, and I think everyone around me can agree. Like I, I am not like this big diva ego centric person like most drag queens are. I'm mm -hmm. very like grounded because I hate people like that. Yeah. <laughs> they drive me so <laughs> <into> bunkers. Um, <laughs> but like dating a dating a drag queen takes a lot of like this person is putting themselves out there in such an insane way mm -hmm. that you have to be okay with it. And you have to be okay with like that person kind of like getting like the spotlight sometimes Swept. because it's yeah. like when I walk into a room in drag, like obviously it's a eyes go towards me because it's like what the hell is happening there yeah you know yeah and there's like like thing especially in the chicago scene but i'm sure everywhere that like drag queens or drag performers have like their drag boyfriend so it's like their boyfriend who like helps them do everything and mm -hmm. i don't like that i don't want my boyfriend to be bringing my suitcase into the gig and carrying right. my wig to be bound oh. to my decision yeah. as a performer i'm like that's not a relationship to me that's like my assistant or like right. you know like i didn't want that but some people really like that like one of my best friends like her boyfriend is at every single gig always helping like mm. down to do anything and i'm like if that works for a relationship that's great actually i'm like a little jealous of that because like i i think that is very awesome but i don't yeah. think it's sustainable for me you know mm. do you think it's but, like you would just feel an imbalance too much yeah. yeah. Like I would feel, I think, and this has happened before, like in the past, like when you first start in drag, uh, in drag, like it's, you need so much, like you just need, like, it is such an uphill battle yeah. that like everyone that's willing to help, you're asking for help. Mm -hmm. And so like at, when I first started, like I had a lot of friends and everything that were very, very nice and very helpful for me. And uh, the person I was dating at the time as well. Um, but then like, I had to take a step back and be like, I need to do this on my own because I do, I can't feel the pressure mm -hmm. of like them always being there. Cause they're not always going to be there. And like, God forbid, like we break up or like, I don't have that friend anymore. What am I going to do? You know? Right. So right. it's going to be like a one house shop. But anyways, all that to say, like when it comes to people that I, I like, I like confident people. They need to be okay with my lifestyle. I like 
they I I has to be someone that like I can like banter with. Like I'm sure like you know as like a comedian, like yeah. Sometimes just talking to people is impossible. Like they can be the hottest person in the world, but like my favorite thing in the world to do is like be in the car with the person I'm dating and be able to talk to them for like an hour straight about nothing, you know? Right, right. Me, me so, and my boyfriend do that, but mostly through songs about farts. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot, of, a lot of what it is, is just like, like we'll just be sitting around and be like, it's so interesting how your butt is a face, yeah. you know, like, but just like that for an evening. And yeah. I'm just like, if anyone just sat here and watched us, they'd think we're fucking insane, you know, but it's, this it's does feel like hard. the root, like the most um, honest I can be as myself where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, what? <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I'm like crying and like, you're cool right. with both. That's sick, you know? Right. Yeah, so I don't know if that stems from, like, my childhood, because, like, Mm. obviously, like, I wasn't a very confident kid, like, Mm. but but I don't know. I I think, like, going through my, like, queer journey, like, I've realized more things that I need in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So, like, in a relationship in the past, I I don't want to speak too much on it, because I just don't want to, but, like, I realized, like, oh, I'm not getting much out of this relationship because he's not providing what I need, which mm-hmm. is, like, the ability to be super goofy and, like, you know, like, mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. became, like, a, like, strain kind of. So that's yeah. what I need. I need someone that's, like, able to turn it on and off, you know? Right, like, right. In a fun way. I get that. Um, when do you think that your confidence starts to shift? I don't know. I, I genuinely, I mean, when I first came out, like it was a jerk, you know, like, yeah. When I, was that? I, like, when was that? Yeah. Um, it was my sophomore college, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and that was, was, I'm bisexual or I'm gay. It was like, I'm questioning. I'm it was questioning. like, I'm breaking, up, I'm breaking up with my girlfriend because I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, um, and at that time I, I think I was like, Oh, I am a gay man. Yeah. Because you're like, well, if I like any man, I'm gay man. Wait, I'm gay man. <laughs> hey, I'm <And> gay man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gay. So, uh, yeah. So, like, I was just like figuring things out then, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that did make you feel more confident of just oh. like being able to make a declaration about yourself, you think? Yes. And like, I think like it it helped. I feel like subconsciously I did the same thing that my parents did. Like when I came out to my parents, they were very confused because they were just like, "You were just dating a girl. Like what's happening?" Like right. and I, it took them like meeting my first boyfriend, which is about a year after I came out ish, mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, this makes sense." We get you know? it. right, and right, I right. Like I wasn't. I didn't realize my confidence could be as confident as I am until I had like my first boyfriend. And I was like, Oh, this feels right. I feel extremely comfortable in my skin. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, but you're like, tapping into a well that you didn't know was there. Yeah. Um, like tapping into a well, is that a thing, you know, it's of like identity into a well? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you, how did you feel in your first, like, uh, relationship with a man 
do you feel like you approached, was the dynamic different for you? And in what way from like these early high school experiences with women? Um, it was definitely different, but I mean, like I went through, (laughs) excuse me, like my girlfriend and him, like I went through a period where I was like, okay, I need to like see what's up. So I was like hooking up with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was like, I'm not a very big, like hookup culture person. Like, um, I'm just not a very sexual person in general. Right. Um, but, uh, when I met my boyfriend, I was like, oh, I kind of like got it out of my system. I was like, okay, I'm ready to see what this feels like. And when we started dating, I was like, oh, this feels right. Like it feels right to like say, this is my boyfriend. Like he is a boy mm-hmm. where he like go to bed together or, you know, it feels <laughs> it felt right. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, like, do you feel, uh, do you feel that crushes and, and, and the answer could absolutely be no. Do you feel that crushes have in any way informed your drag? What if I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I said you could say no. <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of emulate and I don't really realize that like when I was first starting to do drag, I was just like, this seems fun. I feel like I'd be good at it. Let me do it. But like over the years, as I've gotten like more, quote unquote successful like Mm -hmm. I've been like like tampering with like what kind of like what is my drag aesthetic and like recently like I realized like oh shit my drag aesthetic is like kind of like girls that I'm into you know yeah Yeah. butchy like I don't want to say that but kind of like uh more masculine girls who like have an edge a certain edge a a little a little slutty you know this kind of like um, not, not like an ingenue or some, no, you know. No, it's yeah. kind of like, uh, I don't know. So, like, I mean, yeah, like, I feel like it's very informed by like who I'm attract, like what women I'm attracted to. Yeah, um, that makes total sense. To me. I feel like my style, at least. Yeah, not really the way I carry myself because I always carry myself like an absolute clown. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like? Uh, you like learned things from these little crushes or you just sort of like experienced them um like did you did was there any reflection going into like a next crush like were there any um like rejections or um yeah like I don't know I I want to feel how you moved through these little relationships I mean like I like growing up, like I had so many crushes on girls because I felt like it was like the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And like, it was always a rejection, like always, you know, mm-hmm. like me I aming or AIMing them, aiming them, being like, hey, I am I have a crush on you, and then being like, uh actually delete your account, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh my username was don't got milk four. Okay. Don't got milk four. Yours. Do you have one? What was mine? Name. Do I hear something so sad? You didn't have one. I didn't have one because I was on like I was I I, I had like a Yahoo email, and then uh, I really was like out there trying to get people be like yeah guys get get on Yahoo Yahoo Messenger. I got <laughs> Brendan Sullivan to get on Yahoo Messenger, but you know that didn't it didn't really 
produce anything. I, I found some messages a long time ago, like early, early classroom crush. I read some of like between me and like David Montero and like, um, and we're talking about like the game, the, the football game. <laughs> Have you heard of it? And you know, in, in, in an almost, in an almost drag ish way, I used to um, just be like, well, to get a guy to like you, you just become them, right? Because right, right, they right. they would like that. So I'm For like, sure. yeah, definitely the Patriots can go win tonight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, you like this? <laughs> yeah, took me no, a long like, time to realize that that wasn't the move necessarily, at I least in I those dynamics. Hate this so much, and I don't want you to ever talk to me again. So. <laughs> Ooh. water water yeah. break um how do you feel about um i guess your okay here's my question how do Come you on. feel um in like in a romantic way in these dynamics do you feel like a romantic person in like a woo, fantasy no. love no I am I am not romantic at all. I am very like I just want like someone who is like my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very I don't know. Like the guy I'm dating right now, our lives are so crazy. Like mm-hmm. he works at a bar, he works very late. I work his crazy schedule. Mm-hmm. We never see each other. So like when we see each other, it's like we don't have time for all the frilly frilly bullshit. Like let's just like lay down, watch a show, make out a little bit, you yeah. know. Like, just like hang out like just like I existing wish, i'm just like i wish i had more of like a like sense for like romanticism mm-hmm. but. i mean it's hard also though because it's just like what is it like when we take so many ideas about it like from media or whatever yeah. like it's not really necessarily applicable but also what could be romantic to us can be like different you know right. um Wait, i have a question for you ah sure Did- you have um, a good, well, I don't know if this is the culture where you were from, but for my school, like, promposals were, like, a big thing. Listen, I unfortunately went to an arts high school where it was really small. I mean, I'm sure some people did it. Some of the people did it. But, like, I absolutely took my Aunt Patty to prom. My aunt, who's a year older than me, don't oh. be crazy. Okay. <laughs> I did not take a, like, 45-year-old to prom with me. That would be hilarious, though. <laughs> Patty, who was absolutely outshining me, she looked totally gorgeous. <laughs> I took her, but then she had her period, and she wasn't feeling very good, so we didn't really party that much. <laughs> and she went home, and then I went with my, like, new um, weird film slash anime, like, kids friends that I like became friends with in senior year when I was like oh yeah all of these cool kids they fucking suck like they all suck they're all just like I'm bisexual I'm having threesomes and I'm 15 and I'm like shut up I'm just like absolutely get a life like it was that culture huh I'm 26 that is this is Miami culture these are two different cultures Okay. Okay. I that was not the culture where I was from. It was. I mean, it was. It was hard. Like, talk about pressures on sexuality. Like that for sure was a thing. Like, I remember the time where everybody became bisexual, and then it was like a thing of like, ooh, and what and what does that mean? And like, I remember a couple people 
talking about like having had a threesome and I was just like, ugh. I was just like, you're children. You guys don't know how to have sex. What, who do you think you are having sex three times with three? <laughs> having sex uh, of the third, you know, way. degree. That you, you, who do you think you are? I'm embarrassed okay. for you. But it's I was also like a. I was, you know, I don't know. I lost my virginity when I was 16, and then it was different after that, obviously. But I think I felt since I, you know, I'm trying to be this. I, this is actually a thing I'm trying to be very aware of in my life currently, which is like the instinct to sort of like shame super sexual people. It's just like, Oh, well that obviously has to do with like, I have so many insecurities myself. And I'm just like, if we can just take this out of the equation, I would feel so much better. Like I don't, I mean, it's like, I want to be sexy, but I don't want to have to like figure out what that is. And there are some people who are just like, I'm sexy. And that's, that's my thing. And I'm sexy. And I'm like, that's so cool for you. But the more you do it, the more everybody sees it and the more I'm not doing it and the more I feel invalid. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's wild. wild. Confident people are wild. Confident people are crazy, but you're confident. I'm confident in drag Mm -hmm. for the most part, but not outside, not out of drag. What's that about? (laughs) What's that about eyes? Uh, Uh, I don't know. It's just like, you know, when you're in drag, it's like an armor, you know, it's just mm-hmm. very like, it's like not really you. So like, if you like bomb a show or mm-hmm. like something like you can always go to the dressing room, take it off and no one will really know, you know? Right. Right. So. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like you've learned anything about, I mean, obviously you've learned stuff, but like, what do you think you've learned about yourself via doing drag? Oh, like, like confidence is the main thing. Like when I first moved to Chicago in like 2016 and I started doing comedy, like I like told my friends, like, I was like, I will never do stand up. Like I will never be anything on stage unless there's other people there. Improv sketch I'm cool with, but stand up is the scariest thing in the world to me. Mm -hmm. And like now I'm like a stand up comedian. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like if you told me that five years ago, I would think, honey, Where's your mind? Because you damn lost it, okay? <laughs> okay, Pixies, where is my mind? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So do you think that um, it was just like by nature of doing drag, you felt like, oh, well, I can do this if I'm doing it in drag? Like, yeah. It's yeah. just like, what's the worst? Like, just like realizing what's the worst that can happen, you mm. know? And like, become, like finding your confidence through it and like through finding your confidence is like having, your finding your voice and then like your voice is like, what you need when you're performing comedy, like what's your unique perspective and like, right. help you, you know? Right. Um, how do you feel like your, you know, you mentioned like kind of have be, being a feminine like kid. How do you feel like that um, played into any relationship dynamics? Do you feel like it did? Was it something that you were yeah. fine? Yeah. Like you weren't like trying to hide that away from yourself. No. Yeah. And like, I, like, I feel like that's why like, or maybe, maybe I'm just projecting this, but I feel like that's why, like, growing up, like, a lot of people didn't have crushes on me, probably, because it was, like, I'm just, like, this effeminate boy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, um, like, not normal, quote, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, I say that with... All the quotes. All the quotes and all the asterisks, but, like, um, it's just... I think that's, that's, like, why there wasn't mm-hmm. major crushes on me, but I didn't... 
I guess like looking back at like I'm proud of myself as gay as that sounds because I'm like I didn't change myself for anybody you know yeah yeah um, I'm like fit in in order to like get a girl I was right. just like oh this is who I am and you have to deal with it you know how did it play into your relationships do you think it did um with women and with men and and whomever. I mean I've, with guys it's never been a problem like mm-hmm. it's just like because I. I carry myself the same way with everybody at work, when I'm performing with my friends, with people I meet for the first time on dates. Like I'm like, I don't like sheltering myself or mm-hmm. like changing myself because that's not my authentic self. And that's not fair to the other person, you know, right, right. like wait, the hell is this person if you meet for a second time? Yeah. But like, when it comes to like dating girls, that, that's like po- post them being confident, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and girls, like I wasn't as confident. Um, so like it, I'm sure it did play a factor, you know, mm-hmm. like my confidence just wasn't really there. Right. So the femininity, like, I'm sure I like kind of like amped it down a little bit to kind of be like, yeah. I'm your boyfriend. I'm the boyfriend. <laughs> Don't talk to my girl. I'm the boyfriend. Yeah. 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 I need to do the fucking fishes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Straight um, boys are from Staten Island. I forgot to say that. That's so cool, and I think that's 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 like um, the land the land of the boyfriends. Uh, King of Staten Island, more like uh, King of the boyfriends in Staten Island. Thank you. I just don't really know what I'm saying today. I'm just kind of saying stuff, and I feel very comfortable to say stuff with you. I love it. <laughs> things things are meant to be things and sad. Yeah. Um, I think that like I, I I you know I was talking about femininity also with like with Maggie Maggie Winters the other day and it is like a thing that is so um we I I think a lot of my life right now and I would and honestly I would hope other people's lives too is like trying to determine um what is actually me right what is actually inherently truthful to me. Yeah. Um, and what is baked into my DNA because of capitalism, the patriarchy, you know, I, all of the stuff, like even yeah. on a, like on another, you know, non-crush note, just like, I'm like, I've always been a really hard worker. I've always been like, like wanting to do this and high expectations. Da, 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 da. Um, and I'm like, okay, but does that mean is that capitalism? And I'm like, Ugh. You know, I'm like maybe a little yeah. bit of both, but where does the line, where is the line drawn? You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And like, but same thing with like femininity, like, and what that, whatever the fuck that means. And I feel like I'm like, um, like when I watch Drag Race, I'm just like, those are the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire ever life. Seen my life. In my <laughs> life. When I, honestly, when I see RuPaul walk down that stage, I said, that is the most beautiful woman I've seen in my life. And why can't I look like this beautiful woman? <laughs> you know? And, and like, I don't know, just like trying to figure out what like all of that means for me in a day to day um, way and like uh, picking out my clothes and uh, whatever, you know, like like why I, I it, it does feel like femininity is so like almost a costume to me now where I'm like when I try to do it, it does feel like a costume. And I also like it when it's a costume on other people, you know, yeah. but when I try to put the costume on, I feel like yuck i feel like i'm like oh everyone's gonna know everyone's gonna know right. i'm wearing a costume <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> which is like why shut up but also costumes are fun right 
Costumes are very fun, you know, because they're not really who you are, kind of, you know? Right. Do you feel um, like a pretty good separation between you and and your and 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 the drag of it all or kind of like my personality is exactly the same like like I don't put on a character some people like put on these like characters and I'm like that to me is just kind of annoying I'm just like be authentically you that's what we're here for but Mm -hmm. that's whatever it's fine um and also to be honest I, I was thinking about this today like and this could be problematic for me to say, but like, say it. I think that like cisgendered men doing drag and like their main thing is being like, look, I'm an absolute woman with a vagina and tits. I'm like, that just seems extremely misogynistic to me. Right. I'm just like, cause you are carrying such privilege with yourself. Mm-hmm. With that. I'm just like, that is just so yucky to me, but sound, sound off if you would disagree in the, I think it's, I mean, I think it gets, like everything, it gets more and more complicated by the goddamn day and by the hour, you know, as we just re, you know, re-examine shit and re-examine, you know, like just, just all of these, re-examining these things as ideas and ideas that are malleable, but when there are like structures around them being this solid thing whether it's like this is what a drag queen looks like or the, or something else you know like it's hard to it's a it's a math equation you know Ooh, maybe i don't know what the pythagorean theorem is okay i think it's triangles <laughs> is it triangles square okay enter the chat tell me if it's triangles please <laughs> um <clears throat> do you feel like uh any of these people in your life have been like additive to you or is that a word? I don't know. Generative. I don't, you know, like, like, like um, providing something to you or complimenting something in you. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like every relationship I've taken something from, you know, Mm -hmm. that's made me realize something about myself or made me like a different person. What are some of those things? What? What are some of those things? I mean, yeah, my, like, last relationship um, ended very, like, we were still really good friends. Like, we dated for two years pretty much throughout the pandemic. um, And we're still really close. Um, Like, taught me, like, was a big thing, like, helping me be confident in myself and, like, um, like, being more adventurous. uh, Like, Mm -hmm. I was never the kind of person that would, like, go out to like a club at two o'clock in the morning and like stay out all night and like do crazy thing. Yeah. And I was like, my, my ex like made me kind of like push my limits with that. And I was like, Oh, like this is fun. Every once in a while. I'm just so introverted. Yeah. But, like knowing where the balance is, you know, it's good to like test those boundaries. So like things like that, you know, like helping me understand, like, I mean, every relationship has helped me understand a little bit more about my like sexuality, you know, mm-hmm. like going from dating, like, cisgendered girls, cisgendered boys, to non-binary people, to trans people, you know, to, uh, like, all over the spectrum. It's Mm -hmm. helped me realize, like, oh, I, like, genuinely am, like, a queer person Mm -hmm. every day of my life with Mm -hmm. uh, who I'm attracted to. So you feel like maybe... The roller coaster is over. Does that sound right? Or 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 is the roller coaster never ends? 
I don't think I don't think it ever ends, but I I do feel very at peace right now. Like I feel very like yeah good about like where I am, and it, I've never felt this way. Um, in the past maybe like two years, I've really come to terms with it, and I'm like I just like felt like this like I don't want to say the word betrayal, but like me coming out as like this like gay man, it right? Felt wrong. I was, like, yeah, I was like I just feel this like pressure to hold on to that label for some reason because it was such a big leap for me mm-hmm. but that like there's so much more power in being so authentic you know yeah and that's what I really am so I was like fuck it yeah that's Crazy. wild um I love that I, I love this journey um I feel like ma'am I was gonna ask you something now I forgot this keeps happening to me it really does I really you know what that means? You know what that means? It means that your ass is so big that your brains go, your brain. My ass? <laughs> your, ass is, your ass is so big that the brains leak to the my ass. My ass is pretty big. Should I stand up and show my ass and see if that'll make people subscribe to the Patreon? Oh, come on now. Come on but- now. All right. <laughs> we did, we did a profile, but that's the closest I'll ever get to a goddamn OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way to be an OnlyFans is to subscribe to the Only Patreon. Yeah, okay? exactly. Do you feel like um, do you do do you feel like you are a person that has like a lot of love to give, or do you feel like you are a person who um, has the space for love? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, that's very complex question mm-hmm. <laughs> okay come on oprah I love okay <laughs> um, no i feel like i i have a lot of love to give when it comes to like friendship mm-hmm. like i am very friendship is like everything to me and yeah. like i consider like who i'm dating also to be like part of my friendship yeah um, there's not there's not love in a relationship if there's not a friendship first for you very that okay. very very that. and like i um Shit, what was I going to say now? I guess my ass is absolutely too tattooed. COVID brain fog. COVID brain fog is, and it's in our ass. Okay, now you have to show your ass. Uh, you don't want to see all that today. I would never, well, we already talked about the hole and it is tight. So that's enough for people to know. <laughs> uh, no, that's absolutely correct, by the way. <laughs> what were I just saying? I was talking about. Um, love to give or love to have. Yes. Yes. And like my last relationship was non-monogamous and like I was wondering was about this also say that again I was wondering about the like like if monogamy was a factor yeah and so like I when my ex like presented it to me it was something I never even considered mm-hmm. I was like and like for months I like it was like impossible for me to grasp I yeah. was like I just do not understand how this can work for this relationship What's the rejection feel? What's the feeling of that? It was like very like, oh, I'm not enough for my partner. Right. Which has retraining your brain to think I, I am enough for my partner, but I I can't be everything for my partner. So hard. So hard. Mm. And like, also like, I like through that relationship, like my ex, like really was like a non-monogamous person and like, oh my God, my buzzer again. You're popular. What the okay. hell? Okay, so high school and knocking on the door saying, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was just like, it was so 
non-monogamous and I was like, okay, this is like my test to see if this is real or not for me. Like if I can do this mm-hmm. or aspects of like, oh yeah, I really see the benefit in this, but it's also aspects of like, this isn't for me. Yeah. So what like, wasn't for you about it? If like, we, if we can get into it. Yeah, no, I don't care. I think logistically it's very hard for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, in my life, I don't have time to have two partners. Like yeah. I, I would be seeing my partner like once a week then. And to, like, like we talked about, like friendship is the most important thing to me. And I can't be friends with someone I don't see often. Yeah. And so like with like my work schedule, my performing schedule, like I said to my ex, I was like, I feel like my performing is like my second relationship. Like that's mm-hmm. not like how I'm poly is like, yeah. Date. My, that is my other person that I'm fucking, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, but for them, like, it was very, like, uh, they, they just wanted, they, they were the person that had, like, a lot of love to give, you know, right. like, that's, they would define it themselves like that. And, like, so they were, like, I just want to, like, meet as many people as possible and, like, have all these great relationships. And I'm, like, oh, yeah, I totally get, like, I genuinely am at a place now in my life. I'm, like, I understand that and I get that. Um, and I think it's a completely valid do you think you just do that, but with your friendships rather than anything? Yeah. yeah. I think so. You were like, dedicated just, to enriching those. Yeah. And I don't, it's not something I totally counted out. Like I said that to the guy I'm dating now. I'm like, I'm in this weird space with it. I'm just like, that's like my next journey. You know, like my journey at first was like figuring out my sexuality. Mm. That roller coaster has kind of like come to an end. And now I feel like the next roller coaster is figuring out what's for me when it comes to a relationship. Yeah. And yeah. like, I feel like, I need like that one constant person that's like, oh, this is like my rock. This is my person. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to, like physical stuff, I'm like, oh, like that's cool. Like whatever. Like I think the idea for me at least of dating someone who I'm the only person they're going to be physical with for the rest of their life, I mm-hmm. think is very scary for me, for them. You know, I'm like, there's no way that our sex is so good <laughs> for the rest of life just with me. There's no way. But does way. that manifest as an insecurity when it comes to non-monogamy or you're just like, go, go have your funds? Um, I think at first it was an insecurity, but like now it's just genuinely like life is short. If that's something that you really need, like I totally get that. And I think you should be able to do that. Like yeah. you should be able to um, have that like your own experiences with that. And like, it's a tricky thing though. Cause then it's like, okay, well what happens if like, I'm, I'm uh, hooking up with this person and I really mm-hmm. like that when we keep on hooking up then it's like, Oh wait, I get feelings for this person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that is the roller coaster I'm currently on. It's like, I don't know where that, that life. Well, I and was going to ask if you've found yourself like falling for friends in the past, like friends to lovers situations or if, or if it's, you know, this is, I always ask this, you know, like, yeah. is it friends to lovers or do you know when you meet someone, whatever early on, you know, like this is a crush, you know? It was like when I was dating girls, like back like, before I came out, it was very like, I need to be their friend first. Mm-hmm. Like I, I need to feel comfortable with them. And I think now it's more of like a crush situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely do have like, and I still do have crushes on friends. Like, mm-hmm. I see all the time and like they might not know about it. Maybe they do. I don't care. But like, uh, I, I found that like once I become a friend with someone now in my life, it's hard to get to that next level because I just don't know how to navigate it. But like 
almost all of my friends um, are like dating each other. Like yeah. they started out as friends in like the same friend group and then they started dating each other. So like it's around me so much that I'm like, oh, that could work. Mm-hmm. But like for me, it's I've never been able to like to figure out that formula. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, I had so many, you know, like guy best friends growing up that I'm just like one day they'll turn around and they're going to realize, you know, yeah. she's been here the whole time. The whole but I it never it never happened. You know, <laughs> I think it's I do think um I've, I always thought like it's context, right? I'm just like, well, you haven't seen me in this context. And I get right. obsessed with that in my life. And I mean, I, in Chicago, honestly, one of the reasons like I left and of course now looking back, you know, I, I have no regrets. Um, I do feel like this is a classic thing that whenever I've left a place right before I leave the place, I start to find the people that I wish I had found, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, sure. I think that happened to me a little bit, but one of my issues in Chicago was like, I, I felt like no one wanted to view me in a different context than like my friend, their friend from improv class. Yeah. And I was just like desperate to make real friends that like came to my fucking apartment and went and got dinner with me and just were friends. You know what I mean? Right. And I had a couple of those definitely had a couple like closer friendships that were like that, but not in four years in Chicago it was like not enough. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, why do people only want to see me? I remember once someone like described me as bubbly and I was like, Oh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, you, you have no idea what's going on in this stupid ass brain that touches that goddamn poison. Ivy. talk about self-sabotage. <laughs> it's, very, it's very at the end of an improv class, like go around and say something you like about the person. And they're like, I just love your energy. Always. For me, it's always, you just have such a big energy and smile and you're such, you know, sunshine and whatever. I'm like, no dude, I'm fucking depressed. Like all the damn time. And can like one of my, can someone, can you be my friend? And and we could talk about how sometimes I'm depressed. Right. It's just like people want to, and, and I mean, this goes to everything. This goes to sexuality, goes to gender. They want to see you as the thing that they like the most, that serves them the most, which for me is kooky, 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 kooky girl, kooky girl yeah. with the hair, you know? And I'm just like, but actually, what if there's more? What if there's more? There's and, that's what, and then I left. So I was like, you've had enough chances. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, suck it, losers, by the way. Yeah, absolutely suck it. Are you going to remove? I, I keep having Chicago people, and I'm like, move out of Chicago. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, it's okay. So- I'm telling myself that I just got this new position at work. So I'm going to give myself a full year of doing that. Mm-hmm. Put it on my resume um, before I, I, I move. I, I think LA, maybe, I don't know. I'm like, we'll see. I just know. I mean, you just had Austin Castle on your podcast, right? Yes. Fine. So he's dating my best friend, the person I live with, Lily Reed. And we're going to have her soon, you yeah, know? So. What'd you say? We're, I'm in Haver soon. I, I'm, I'm like, Haver soon. Yes, yeah, on yes, the yes. show. I want to definitely. He's, he's the best. And like, I speak, like speaking of friendships, you know, like she's moving in October. Yeah. To, and like, it is a, so hard for me to think of like a life here without her. Mm-hmm. And Cause like my friendships are like everything. To me, you know? Do you feel like and, your friendships are, are a little romantic? Yeah. Like for sure. Like I can, like Lily's like my soulmate. Like yeah. she's like, yeah actual sister to me like we fight like we're siblings like we hang out like we're siblings we're like best friends like we're siblings yeah like um i totally relate to that 
I yeah. I realized at some point, I mean, this was, and, and people still don't know a lot about like my relationship and stuff. Cause it's been two, two years, but I realized at some point I have always said that my aunt Patty is like my soulmate. Like I yeah. realized this at some point I was like, you know, it was this one time that I wanted this fucking guy from Chicago who has one on the podcast and you can do your, con your, your, you know, clues. You can figure it out. <laughs> I really, really wanted him to come to my birthday because Patty was there. And I just knew I was like, I know I'm my best when I'm with Patty and, right. and, and I, I liked him. So I wanted him to see me at my best with Patty yeah. dancing at the bar, you know? Um, but and he didn't come and I was really sad about it. I was really sad. And then that's sort of how I realized like, oh, she's really my person. Right. And then there was a period of time in like 2020 or 2021 where I was living with Patty and ex, my boyfriend was like basically living with us. And I was just sitting on the couch and I had Patty on one side. I had ex on the other side. And I was like, this is literally heaven. And we yeah. were watching true blood, which I had never watched, but Patty yeah. had watched and ex had watched and they're both talking about true blood. And I was like realizing like, they're actually kind of similar. There's yeah. actually a lot about ex and Patty that are similar. And like, it's this, this real like, um, like, uh, cariñoso, like the, this like affectionate sweetness, mm -hmm. like not taking themselves too seriously. Like the, there's just little things, you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, that would make sense that I feel so comfortable with him. Cause I've, the, the people that I feel at home with is like Patty and, and him, you know? And like, yeah. and it's wild, cause, like, while you're saying this, I'm like realizing, and this is not like a read at my current boyfriend, which I haven't been dating that long, but like, I've never like had a relationship. This is like, she's mm -hmm. literally in her room listening right now. <laughs> I've never had a relationship like I've had with like my like best friend. Like yeah. she's like my best friend. And so it's like nothing will ever top it because it's so unique. And yeah. like, maybe it is, maybe I do compare my relationships to it because it's like, this is like genuinely the best person I know. So mm -hmm. it's like, how could anybody compare, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just like the thing that, you know, I mean, me and my boyfriend fucking knew each other a couple of weeks before he basically was living with me. And right. like that, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I had that comfort immediately right away, obviously, because I'm an insecure girl. And I'm like, doesn't he like me? He's been living with me for three months. Right. Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? You know? Um, but like when it hits and when you, when you, like, I'll have like these moments of, you know, just like almost out of body. I'm like, this, this could basically be me and Patty but like in, in certain situations, but like, and it's also in its, in its own way, you know, and, and the only way it's just the feeling, it's the feeling of safety and comfort, you know, that like, I also think hopefully I give to him. Like, I think he feels pretty safe with me and like, yeah. That's just not, and that's one of those things that like you can't look for in like, like a trait wise where you're like, I like people who are like this, this, that, and right. this, like, that's just a thing that happens. That's a feeling, you know, yeah. because we're so different in a lot of different ways, you know, but I love him. He's so cutie. Oh, <laughs> I, I love, I mean, huh? Two years he has been dating? In, yeah. Like next month it'll be two years crazy <laughs> very cuckoo um i i 
I, I see that with you and Lily. I, I can sense from yeah. afar that, that kind of thing where, well, just cause we're talking about her. What do you think about Lily? What makes Lily such like your person? I don't, it's just like a sense. I've never met someone with such that can like make me laugh. Like she does. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, like, it's so important to me. Like as someone who is like a comedian, whose like job is making people laugh. Like, yeah. I don't want to be that person all the time for someone else. Absolutely. Yeah. She, unlike anybody else can make me laugh, you know, like we just get each other. So like the back of our hands, like, Mm -hmm. and even since like day one, like we met at IO level one improv class. Uh, What, how long ago was that? 2016. Okay. So six years now. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just like, it's just like a connection, you know? It's like it's a like, planet. We came from the same planet type thing. Very, very, very that. And yeah. it's like, and like, we, we don't have similar, like growing up, we had very different backgrounds, you know, like, uh, we, like, she was like, like, um, like a cool, like, I mean, I, I don't know she would identify herself as cool, but I can see her as like a cool kind of like party girl in high school. And I mm-hmm. was very like, like shy, kind of like introverted, but kind of like popular kid. And like, mm-hmm. she played sports, but she was a theater kid. And like, we had very like, different backgrounds and I think that also like kind of brings us together it's like we were like because kind of like ah, waiting for each other. yeah I'm like is it is it like a um a completion thing or an enhancement thing like you enhance enrich my life and who I already am or like yeah. you are this piece that I was it's like a piece that's like I mean I have I have another best friend from home that I consider one of my best friends and I have a lot of like really good friends I consider my best friends but like like it's like a piece that's like, oh, I didn't know like something was missing like this, you know? Yeah. What does friendship like mean to you in like a, in like a care way, like in a, like, what do you value in a friendship and what do you feel like you look for in a friendship? And is it similar? I'm assuming so for a relationship. Yeah. It's just like, I just like, I, I value in a friend, someone that's very like, um, like, I don't know, I go out of my way. Like I, I really just like want to make sure everyone's happy all the time for the Same. most part. Yeah. Um, I know at times like it's hard to do that. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. It's just hard. But like I, uh, like with friends, I just want someone who's caring, someone that can make me laugh, someone who, like, I'm, I have a very, very hard time opening up with people. I still do. Like even with Lily, like to this day, like six years later, like mm-hmm. it's like impossible for me to open up to people. Why do you so I think need that is? What is that? Why do you think that is? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm sure it's just like, it's just, I just don't think it's who I am as a person. Like, I just don't. Do you think it's like, um, well, why would you fucking care what's going on in my little brain? Very or- that. And very mm-hmm. just kind of like, I just don't like talking about myself. I don't, I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to think deep. Like, I'm a very surface level person and I've been working on it very hard in therapy. I don't think you're a surface level person. I'm sure you deeply think. Like the thing is like, I really don't. Like I really, (laughs) I I really, I'm the kind of person with like ADHD where it's like, okay, I always have to be listening to something to distract me from my brain because I don't want to go there. Oh, it's also, by the way, not only is it poison ivy era, it's also like, we're thinking about ADHD era for, oh, for, for Rebecca, for Rebecca Rose Boldness. I'm like, what if a little bit, who knows? I, all I know is that when I do a little bit of Adderall, at least I feel simply incredible. And I don't I, know if it's like, um, like 
if it's a like this, I'm feeling this like it's a drug or if it's a like, what if I actually could live my life like this and I'm actually like incredibly calm. Actually, fucking did it today. Did some Adderall from my old regular at my job. I just quit that he gave me. Thank you, Trey. Um, Like did, and and it's just like, oh wait, what if I'm like actually incredible and super competent and like just need a little bit of, a little bit of help. I know I'm too, I'm too scared to try Adderall because I feel like it's going to rock my world in like the best way that I'm going to be able to. That's what they all say. Literally all my friends, all the people I've talked to who have like been diagnosed later in life, they're like, yeah, huge game changer, huge game changer. Yeah. And hey, we could take the plunge together. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I, I'm just like, um, simply stopped by the fact that, uh, zero psychiatrists in my area on my current insurance, apparently. So we're figuring that out. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, I have like fucking shitty uh, state insurance because I don't have a job, and I, and the job I had was a barista job that did not give me benefits, obviously. Right. Um, uh, well, speaking of ADHD, what the fuck were we just? <laughs> oh, I that you do deeply think you probably um, do you think? Oh, okay, here's a question: Do you think you have a hard time taking yourself seriously? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I- I have very, I talk about this in therapy too. Like I have very like main character syndrome where I'm like, but like in a way that's like, it's not all about me. It's mm-hmm. like, I am hyper aware that I am alive right now and I'm going to die someday. So I want to make sure I'm making an impact on people around me. Interesting. To a point, and to a point where it's like, sometimes I forget about my own. Is it? Yeah. Like in a, in a legacy way, <laughs> like in a, in a, I don't, like, like, I don't care about being remembered, I guess. Right. But I just like want to make sure that like, I'm like using my time wisely while being alive, you know? I relate to the idea of wanting to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, I think that's really hard and oftentimes a prison um, in its own way. And I'm really trying to examine like where it comes from. Because I do think I am a naturally altruistic person who like cares. Like I give a fuck. I really do, you know? And that's like you know, like, like gravitating towards abolition and, and these things, I'm like, oh yeah, it's about giving a fuck. And, you know, I grew up with, you know, caretaking mom who get, you know, nurse mom gives a fuck, you know? Um, so I think that's true. I think that's all true, but I also am just trying to be aware of the fact when like it's serving me or when I'm trying to do it to people who, who are not asking for it. You know, like the idea of, you know, like if my, if my boyfriend is like upset or or ever, I'm like, this can't be (laughs) never you being sad, even though he's Uh, gorgeous when he gives a little cry, obviously, Um, but it's like the instinct of like, I want to fix this. I want to make you feel better. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sometimes I feel like shit and I just want to feel like shit for like 45 minutes. And then like, I'll get past it and don't try to make me feel better because I need to feel my feelings validly, you know? So I'm really trying to be aware of like doing that to other people. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm also wondering like why, why that is, you know? It's very complicated. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I'm still battling it every day. A I'm thing that like, I've been thinking, and maybe this is, could, could, could be relatable to you. Who knows? Is okay. I think that maybe for some reason I feel like my value is derived from being useful or like, yeah. Right. Very. I, I, 
that is my biggest battle is productivity. And like, if I'm not doing something, whether it's helping myself or helping others, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like an absolute garbage person. I'm yeah. like, I like, I need to be using my time wisely, but then I'm like, I talk about it all the time in therapy. It's like my number one thing I talk about, like that is my battle I'm going through. But like, mm-hmm. I work so hard and then I need to recognize that, that it's okay to take a break and like, you know, not be useful for a little bit. Yeah, totally. And just like, what a low way to think of yourself, um, to think that people are only interested or care or are going to reciprocate love and affection if you are like, making everything great and doing stuff all the time and not just like being yourself who probably naturally already does that, you know, um, it's such pressure too. There's the struggle of the grind, you know, like as a performer, there's Mm -hmm. like, you have to be fucking doing this, 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 like in order to stay relevant in your own minds that like, it's a struggle. Even though you struggle taking yourself seriously, do you feel like you, want other people to take you seriously um like even just as a performer or whatever i mean yes and no like when it comes to performing like i'm very like like i'm very aware of my brand like my brand like i brand myself as like the messiest like worst drag queen in chicago because i am like i am yeah i'm like but like i'm good at what i do like i'm good at talking shit on a mic i'm good at like producing but like, I'm not going to be your, that girl that goes out and gets you a five, six, seven, eight, and like mm-hmm. twirls and gets down. Like, that's not me. Yeah. So that is like the expectation, but like, I'm trying to like change those expectations for myself, you know? Yeah. I think I, branding yourself can also be a, a prison and a box in, in oh, a lot 100%. of ways. A hundred percent. Cause it's that same shit that I went through in Chicago where I'm just like, well, they only see me as cookie, da, da, da. but then also what am I doing to reaffirm that, you know? And like, even starting this podcast, I was probably like, well, I'm going to be, everyone's fucking called me boy crazy since I was little. So I'm just going to be boy crazy. But like, also hopefully people think that I'm like insightful and I have something to say. You know what I mean? I'm going to be very honest. Like I, oh, first of all, I, I don't know if you know, I've been listening to your podcast for a fucking long time. I love that. (laughs) I I was like dog walking. Like, when did you start this podcast? I want to make sure I 2017. Yes. Like I was literally walking like the summer of 2017 or 2018. And I was, like, trying to find podcasts. And I think, like, was one of your first guests, Richie Owens? Or, yeah, like, yeah, def. And I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Richie. So yeah. I was, like, listening. And I was, like, oh, this podcast is so great. And so, um, I like like we just talked about, I have a very hard time getting personal and going deep. Mm-hmm. But, like, having meaningful conversations like this is so good. It's so good. And, like, I just really enjoy it. Really that makes good. me feel really, really good. Not, I I'm mean... Not, I'm not just saying that to, like, because I'm on the podcast with you right now. Yeah. Us, like, I, like, genuinely, like, it's nice. That's, to, part, like, that's like, yeah. That, that's a huge reason I like doing it, you know? Like, um, because how often are we talking for, like, an hour and a half one-on-one with people and, like, actually fucking talking? for me, I swear to God, never. Like, never! <laughs> I could probably count on my hands the number of times I sat down with somebody and had like a meaningful conversation other than Lily. Probably Lily's like the right. only one. Well, cause but we like, don't do that anymore. We're all on our TikToks. Are... <laughs> no, we're all addicted to TikToks and our, okay. <laughs> on the OnlyFans and the Patreons and subscribe now. <laughs> Whatever. People are addicted to the grind. The grind of scrolling on their damn apps. <laughs> Making a, a good like, handshake. Dislike. 
No one handshakes anymore. No one even, I, I actually, I've always been a weird handshake girl. I'm always like, hello. <laughs> oh, me too. My dad was like, listen, you need to shake him in the hand. And I'm like, yes, Papa, yes, Papa. And are you uh-huh. giving a hard <laughs> shake? <laughs> yeah. People are always like, you have a good handshake. And I'm like, that's what, uh, <laughs> a parent, uh and also why are you saying it's so surprised? <laughs> Yeah, what do you think I was going to be like a little dead fish in the hands? No, <laughs> no. Um, Derry, this has been really, really, really fun. I know you have to wrap it up soon, but I did want to see if you have any songs you wanted to talk about today. Oh my God, songs. Let's see here. Well, what are you? What are you? What are you into right now? Well, I I mean like um, crushy songs. I mean, obviously, I have a joke. I have a joke that I was going to do. I mean, come on, let's hear it. I could show you my joke. I could play yeah. you my joke. Also, I'm realizing doing video episodes and do on on YouTube, they don't like it when you play full songs. And I say, get a life. Oh, you know? absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely get a life. Um, talking about crushes, um, crush, crush songs. We talk about crush songs, young crush songs. Um, you know, this felt relevant. Uh, this is Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, a little ditty. We call, and we are going to do this little lyrics video. Thank you. Um, this is Bright Eyes, Poison Oak. <laughs> and this is a good song. If it'll start playing, am I right? Absolutely depressing. Were you listening to... Okay, I have no... Wi- the thing is, is that I actually have no Wi-Fi in my little room, <laughs> and that's not good. Were you listening to... Sa- Absolutely shut up. Were you listening to sad stuff growing up or were you not indulging that part of yourself? I was not that kind of girl. Like I did not, like I was very influenced when it comes to music to what my sister was listening to. So it was a lot of like Avril Lavigne, Mm. like a lot of like, um, like it was, it was never like Britney. It was never Christina. It was always kind of like punky kind of girl. Like it was like. So you weren't uh, listening to him go, our, our guy Connor. I love that. Connor Oberst is going actually crazy, apparently. I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm concerned. Um, anyways, so you're on more of a Avril kind of vibe. Is there, when when you didn't have any songs that you were like, oh God, I feel so in love. And in that's love. sad. <laughs> I mean, like, looking back on it, I did fucking rock out to skater boy and like that song does go so unbelievably hard the love story itself that plays listen i think i said this on like a very very early episode of the podcast but for me that song was huge because i was the skater boy and i was the ballet dancer because i was doing both at the time when i was like eight years old i'm like i'm literally so fucking cool the duality of a woman absolutely let's listen to it I did recently realize that I really want to do complicated at karaoke. Oh, every other song is different karaoke. It is, right? And I'm like, but I'm like complicated. I'm like, I could sing a little bit. (laughs) I could give a little, I could give a couple uh, notes. You know what I'm saying? A little riff, if you will. Wow. What? She did ballet. What more can I say? He wanted She never tell. Secretly, she wanted him. I, I always surprise myself when I still know the words to stuff. Oh. Oh. 
I would die. I, wow, I would die yeah. to see a skater boy routine of any sort. I'm doing, um, I think tonight I'm going to do uh, Miley Cyrus See You Again. I'm obsessed with that song lately. I love that for you. I, I need to get more into Miley. I went and saw her. I, I covered a, a Miley show for Broward or Miami New Times once in high school. And she's just like... There were like some very clearly like young, young girls, like 14 or something. They had braces, you know, that were like in the front. And she was like, kiss. And then they kissed. And I was like, this feels gross. What? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I, I wonder what? if that review is still up and if my writing was bad. But I remember <laughs> the whole thing because no one wanted to take that show. And I was like, I'll fucking take it. I'll bring my kid sister. It'll be a vibe. Same thing with Demi Lovato. I did two. I covered both of those shows. And both of I walked away with like so much more to say than I thought I would. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I was like, what is wrong with our children? <laughs> no. Pretty Christina of our, of their generation. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I've been getting into cool for the summer. I'm like, that's a very good song. It's a good song. I like, I feel like mostly disconnected to a lot of pop right now, just cause I'm like oh. in my little corner, you know, but every time, every once in a while I'm like, mm, that's a good song. Huh? I, like maybe I, I don't have to be 50 years old I'm down. I <laughs> love and cool for the summer. It's just like the duality of don't tell your mother, mm -hmm. kiss one another, mm -hmm. die for each other. Absolutely like, die. It will, it is Romeo and Juliet. Like you've never even heard of before. Well, I just like love in a song where, and this is why like, I love Lady Gaga and always have. I love any intonation, any sound that sounds like desperate in a singing way. Like, yeah. like, and it's, I don't even know what it is. Like it's some synesthesia, some shit, but like that part of it where it's just like, take me down, you know, when it's yeah. like, uh, 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 it's so uh, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, there's want here. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely need. We need it. We absolutely need it. And I need people to listen to this episode because it's been so much fun. Derry, thank you so much for being yeah. on my show. Of course. I've, I've had been, a wonderful time. I mean, I, I said it before, I said it again. I literally am an actual listener. That's so, so loco. That's that's how you know, sometimes I feel like nobody's listening to this podcast. So like anytime someone tells me that they've ever listened, or you know, I'm just like, really? Thank like, you. Yeah. Something is so yes. I mean, I love podcasting, but there's something so demoralizing about it sometimes because you're just like put out into the universe and then there it is. And you're like, who knows? You know? Good job, babe. Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, what would you like to plug today? Ooh, when is this coming out? Um honestly probably next week like okay, next, next episode so that would be on a wednesday perfect um well the big thing to plug is here in chicago it's pride sunday on the 26th gorgeous so the day of the parade and then we are throwing the biggest pride party at the annoyance theater uh of all time from like three to ten o'clock there is like i love it 25 drag queens performing it's insane it's crazy 
Tickets are on my Instagram at Dairy Queen Haha, D-E-R-R-Y-Q-U-E-E-N-H-A-H-A. Um, please come on for that. It's real. It's gonna, I promise you it's going to be worth it. It is a fucking, going to be a fucking blast. We're turning the entire annoyance theater into like hell. Like it's going to be Oh my like, God. Where the gay people should be going on Pride is hell. So, it's hell. That's so, so fun. fun. <laughs> and then uh, I host, drag, if you like watch drag, like watching Drag Race, mm-hmm. uh, we're currently watching All Star 7 at the Annoyance every Friday at 8 o'clock. And then anytime there's a Drag Race season, we are there as well. Um, and then the last thing, uh, I'm sorry, I just have so much going on. No, <laughs> I am absolutely uh, obsessed with it. Thank you. Every third Monday at Berlin Nightclub, I host a show called Gag, which is like, a funny, like, queen, king show uh, where the performers do the stupidest, goofy stuff. And the <laughs> next one is uh, after this happens. So yes. it'll be in July, but um, come out to that. It's really a good time. Chicago folks, what the fuck else are you doing if you're giving your goddamn life if you're not going to dairy shows? You and you have a lot of options. You're sucking cock. Where are you freaking uh, sucking some D over there for so many hours? You can't go to a goddamn show. Yeah, and congratulations on, on your stamina. Very <laughs> yeah, Um, that was amazing. Uh, you can follow me on all my on Twitter. You can please contribute any of your extra change to Abolition Park and or my Patreon. <laughs> you know we're um we're poor. We're we're all poor. It's it, yeah. and we're we're working it out. But the tarot cards, you know, they did say they said that that's going to change soon. It's and fine. then maybe I'll stop having to beg you for money. Who knows? Um. <laughs> that's 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 it any last words that sounds dramatic i would like to say is don't tell your mother (laughs) kiss one another and babe we would die Die for for each each other other. Bye. Bye. bye